Welcome to The Jared Gold Show, where you'll learn the most groundbreaking perspectives, philosophies, and tools you can use to change your life. From the world's wealthiest people to the most prominent spiritual teachers, from the highly logical to the wildly esoteric, you can expect to receive the best curation of wisdom that exists, all explained in the depth and clarity that leaves you ready to take action. And now, here's our host, Jared Gold. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode here where I play armchair therapist with one of the listeners. And the topic for today is the, the, the person reached out to me and said, I feel like I am working on bringing more focus into my life and would like to reverberate some ideas off you. So thanks so much to the guest today for joining us. And why don't you take it away? Tell me a little bit, bit more about where you want to start with that. I've recently gone through just several major changes in my life. Last year, I ended up quitting my corporate real estate job and diving into the realms of entrepreneurship and self-sustaining business. And ever since then, I've kind of been in a, a free fall of trying to fit on and place myself into a, a role that feels in line with my my purpose and in line with service towards the world. The You know, the term ikigai, the Japanese term, if you're familiar with that, it comes to me, which is basically just orienting yourself in such a way that you have a job that you love, you have a job that is of service, you have a job that gives you something in return, and orient yourselves in several different areas. But essentially, that's sort of where I'd like to dive into today is, I think most people open up the conversation to, well, I'm a, you know, da, 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 and here's what I do. And that's what I'm trying to figure out, man, is really trying to dive into how do, how do I fit into this identity? And how can I take the actions that I am doing moving forward, not placing those actions on my my idea of who I am per se, but acknowledging that I want to fit into a role that allows me to do the things that I want to do while still creating a sustainable business moving forward. So that's a very brief sort of jumbled mess that I'll throw your way and see if you can untangle some of those threads. I don't think that was a jumbled mess at all. And man, I've struggled with that most of my life. So you are, you're in good company here. Let me just start as a baseline. Like, why do you feel that you need to fit into a certain role? I think that's a great question. And that's something I've been working through pretty recently here. And I think that it falls into my masculine identity, the the side of me that quote unquote identifies as a man. And there's like this, also this aspect of my ego that wants to identify itself onto the actions that I'm doing. So if I'm writing a book, then I must be a writer. Or if I am, you know, creating a podcast, I must be a podcaster. It's like this inherent need for my ego to identify itself to the actions that I'm doing. This need to fit a role is sort of like my ego's way of trying to find some kind of security in my life in what I'm doing to then orient itself around a worldview to then create and produce the most sustainable and productive use of my time in my day so that it's there is some structure and it isn't just like oh I want to do this I want to do this I want to do this and I think as I dive deeper into that it's really learning trying to go deeper and ask myself, what is it that I want to be doing with my day? And also, what can I say no to that then falls outside of that realm of that creation of that structure? I guess if I could pick out a specific theme, it's you really, you really want a focus. Like perhaps you have shiny object syndrome. Did I kind of, am I reading between the lines correctly? It's so interesting that you mentioned the shiny object syndrome, because I'm actually going through a a course right now, a 30 day course creation course that I've, that's something that I want, that I am incorporating in my life and diving into right now. And that's exactly what we're talking about. It's so synchronistic for me. I was literally listening to a video 15 minutes before a call about shiny object syndrome. And that's exactly what I'm going through. Focus is the word for 2023 for me. That's my number one word. I just want to get focused. I want to get clear and I just want to take action from that place. And so I'm curious sort of what what your thoughts are about shiny object syndrome and your experience or perhaps yeah, just where where you see that 
fitting in your own life or perhaps even just offering a little bit of advice to someone in that space right now. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Also, for for listeners, maybe I got lucky there. You know, I didn't. I specifically said don't reveal ahead of time. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were in this course. I didn't know you were focused on focus, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's funny to hear or, or interesting. So, or, or validating for me, at least scratches my mm-hmm. ego happy, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let me, I can, I can allude to some of my story a little bit, but I want to first ask you one of my favorite questions, which really helped me. And there's a few different variations, but to start like, like deep down, if you could work on anything for the mere joy of it trusting that the outcome like irrespective of the outcome and trusting that money will come in one way or another where it's whether it's this or something else but like what would you do what would you work on what would you pursue for the mere Mm -hmm. joy Mm -hmm. of it that also aligns with what you believe your natural gifts are without judgment of friends or family or, or peers or whatever like if you could snap your fingers and do anything in vacuum world the just first thing that comes to me straight off the bat is YouTube creating the YouTube. Channel. I love that. I, Keep yeah. going. Yeah. And I've had this desire in me ever since I've been in like fifth, sixth grade of maybe a seventh grade of my friend and I were just like creating a comedy YouTube channel. And I love just creating videos and I've always been super into just producing, creating videos. And I have, I've been running a YouTube channel for the past two and a half years and it's been undergoing some changes and it's a little, it's growing a little bit, but it, like you mentioned, it's that shiny object syndrome. I've been doing so many different aspects. I haven't stuck to a niche long enough to see it actually take off. And I ran a video production company for a while as well. And so basically I have had to learn to just, I've put on, I've put myself into too many different niches. I've done the video production thing. I've done trying to do the spiritual game a little bit. I did a relationship coaching. I've been doing cinematic videos and I just, I'm so jumbled right now. I know that I want to create a YouTube channel and really dive into that business. I just love so much about it, but I'm still trying to learn how that fits into everything else that's going on in my life. And that's really what I wanted to talk to you about in regards to what we're going through right now. Yeah, so love the really quick response of the youtube channel and like knowing that since fifth grade and it's it's funny how that that works out if it's like a gun to the head question sometimes we can get that quick answer let me ask you this to dig deeper into that are there youtube videos you really really have wanted to record but you Mm -hmm. for whatever reason haven't allowed yourself to it's not necessarily that i haven't created youtube video that i don't want to create it's that i haven't hit stride with what it is that I want to be doing. And let me give you a little more context to help you understand this, which is that first and foremost, like the deepest part of my vocation, I'm in graduate school right now to become a therapist. And within that is this deep desire to to help people heal and to 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 grow and to build that business and I don't know if what I'm going to be doing in the future is being the classic sort of therapist in the sense that you just have I have an hourly fee and this is what it is or if it's more so of a program and then paralleled alongside with that I'm wrapping up a discipleship I'm becoming a reverend here this spring to tie into that aspect of becoming a therapist really to do some deep healing work. And on top of that, I'm also, my dad and I have created a course in which we help transformational leaders to find their deeper calling. And it's done very well. It's been very successful. We got 50 people signed up, which was awesome. So, you know, we've proven that it works and we've proven there's a desire for it. And we've proven that there's a sustainable business with that moving forward. And these are all things that I want to be doing. And On top of that, I'm also creating these YouTube videos, which are sort of cinematic in theme. They're really kind of about nature and traveling and a little bit of documentary style as well, because it's not just like a talking head video per se. It's, it's more, it's deeper than that. They're almost like documentary like, and then within that, I'm also doing a daily video challenge on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, where I create a small reel or TikTok every single day for 365 days. And so 
if you can kind of get a sense, my energy just feels very sporadic and scattered. I, I don't feel that I have a good sense on the pulse of where to be putting my energy. And my days are spent in a wide ray of the energy spectrums. And I, I'm wondering if I can somehow, like I mentioned, focus all this in so that I'm working on one thing, but it encompasses all of these aspects. And so I just wanted to kind of give that to you in more context to help you to understand. So with the YouTube per se, I love YouTube. I love editing. I love creating. I love being consistent. It's not anything to do with that. Like I've pumped out daily videos. I've pumped out weekly videos. I've created podcasts. Like I'm, I'm doing the work. It's not that as much as it is trying to find what my, what the niche is moving forward because I know long-term stepping into this role of a therapist, stepping into this role of helping transformational leaders. How does me going on backpacking trips and filming cinematic, beautiful footage of nature, where's the connect? Where's the bridge in that? Do you see what I'm saying in there? Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. Why do you feel that you need to have a specific niche? And why do you feel the need to have it figured out right now? To answer your second question, very plain and simple, to have a sense of security. Uh, and perhaps there's a, there's a fallacy in that in which seeking security and perhaps something that is insecure by its very nature and always shifting. However, I think that why do I feel that I need a specific niche? It's really to grow the channel and it's to, it's to orient myself in a way that I know what type of content create and I can start understanding my audience and giving them certain content. Because if I post a relationship video, if I post a cinematic nature video, like my, my audience doesn't really understand what they're going to be getting from me. And so I, I want to find a way in which I can help a specific niche of people while at the same time incorporating what I'm passionate about as well. And if you had to pick an exact group of people or audience that you feel most compelled to create content for or help, any idea who that would be and what that content would be? So the the word that comes to mind there for me is a seeker to help to help the spiritual seeker. And I don't necessarily even mean that in the woo-woo sense. I mean that in the, the connecting of the bridge from the spiritual seeker into the practical everyday life, living in the 3D world and going about that. And so in, in regards to your question, I think that it is helping the seeker. It's like, it's that part of us inside of us, like touching that part inside of us that knows that knows that life is a mystery and knows that we are here for something that we can't entirely understand, but we can feel and we know that there is this deeper calling in the sense of us. And I think as I'm speaking this shared, really what I'm, I'm wanting to help people with is I just want, you know, helping empower individuals and helping to remind them how powerful they are and that they are living this human experience and in, in perhaps a spiritual way and to just remember that. And even when we go through an awakening or an experience that opens us up to the totality of who we are, we constantly still need remembered or reminded. We still need to remember what it is that we're doing here. And so the seeker, it's the seeker inside of us. It's that ineffable part of us that, that knows that's the part that I feel like connecting with and working with. And I can kind of see how that, like my reverendship being in that spiritual realm and in that therapeutic sense that that ties into it, then how is it that I can take this deeper desire and then translate this into YouTube videos, into messages to then help people, which also relates to this sort of transformational course realm that I also want to be creating as well. Yeah. Uh, what I heard and tell me if this is accurate yeah. is, is sorry, I need to remember my train of thought. I just had, Oh, no, you're good. Um, what it sounds like you're creating like you want to create content for essentially where you are now as if you're your future you like it sounds like really it, it, it sounds to me like it's almost like you want to document the exact thing because the problem you want to solve in terms of helping people merge the spiritual and the tangible and feel grounded in certain things and remember their abilities and power etc it sounds like that's something you want to do for yourself and so mm. what i'm hearing is ultimately like how would you feel about just i know you're already doing it but even like mm -hmm. doing it 
to an even fuller degree of like, hey, I'm just documenting my journey because this is what I want to solve. And I hope as I document my journey, it will serve you all as well who share this problem. So like, does that resonate? And if so, is that what you're currently doing? Mm. That resonates entirely. And I mean, that just goes very in line with just what I've heard from Gary Vee and his teachings around document, don't create, but I don't know what that means fully, like document that in terms of the artistic lens for me. And, and I'm, I'm curious then what that documentation process could look like. Yeah. Well, I think you're good at making videos. I've seen your videos. Can you give yourself permission to like, just, I mean, I think you can, but like, can you give yourself permission to be like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is my focus like this area, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm just going to keep experimenting. And if you all Mm want to follow along, great. Like, would that, does that sound doable and and easier? So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is give myself the permission to not have a niche and give give myself permission to not have it figured out. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Like I'm all, I'm all for a niche, all Mm -hmm. for a niche, but the giving yourself permission to have it not figured out because mm. it's like, uh, well, I'm still figuring it out. And uh, mm. just my two cents, like I love YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think some of the most compelling videos, and I'm sure you agree, are like you're watching someone do the thing as opposed to just following them with, when they're at the end. Like I don't follow mm. Mr. Beast. Some of his videos are crazy, right? I, I was fascinated by the one he recorded at the beginning where it was like he posted, he's like, hey, me in five years. If I don't have a million subscribers by now, my 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 whole life is like a letdown or something. And mm-hmm. it was like I'm like that is compelling. Mm. So, yeah, I love that, and I love that lens of that journey because it's so much more relatable, right? You you look at Mr. Beast then, and that's something that you can tangibly grab onto in in, in your own reflection of who you are. You look at Mr. Beast now, and there's such a disconnect in his lifestyle just because he's created a life that so very few humans can experience. And so I understand what you're saying, that there is value in articulating and showing the process of figuring out or acknowledging that there isn't that sense of not figuring it out. And I actually, as I, as I dive deeper into that and just get real with myself, that sense of not figuring it, having things figured out, that's a protection mechanism, right? Like that's a way in which I hide you know, if I say I don't, if I need to figure something out before I actually take action, well, guess what? I'm never going to take that action, right? That's that, that perfectionist. It's that shame. It's that fear of making a mistake. I see that now that that's what keeps me unfocused. And right now I've got myself on this routine of obviously I've got these daily videos for Instagram and TikTok and all that, which is a lot of drone footage. I mean, I love flying drones. It's amazing. And I'm somehow opening up and tying that into whatever else it is that I want to be doing. And then I also have every Sunday posting a YouTube video as well. That's a little more long form. I'm trying on a bunch of different things, but essentially I'm not going to be able to hit stride or tap into that quote unquote niche or give myself the permission to figure things out. If I'm not creating that, like giving myself the structure and the discipline that I don't know what my YouTube video is going to be next Sunday, but I'm going to create one and I'm going to put it out there. And in that process, allowing myself to, I love this quote, allowing myself to make something mediocre and just throwing it out there and just like getting a sense. And every time I do that process, it's, it's amazing. And I went through a process during COVID very similar where I posted a photo every single day for, it was like five to six months. And there were a couple, there were like, four or five photos in there that I absolutely fell in love with and that to me were just like professional grade. However, I wouldn't have made those four or five videos unless the 95% or the photos, unless the 95% of the photos that I also made didn't also come into existence. And so what I'm saying here is that I do need to go through that process of just going through the motions and allowing myself to make something mediocre so that every once in a while I do get that five percent that 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 masterpiece that does come into existence very much in line with sort of Seth Godin's way of thinking and Michelangelo I'm sure created 
a bunch of terrible art that we've never even heard about, yet there are those those little masterpieces here and there that we get to now experience this day because he was able to go through that process, right? Yeah, I, I'm into all that, dude. So, like, thank you for that reflection. And then I guess my next follow-up question would be, because there's multiple ways I want to take this. Next mm. follow-up question is, like, is there anything you're doing that is not like an absolute obligation. Is there anything you're doing that's really draining you of your energy? That is a distraction. That is, it's like it doesn't. It, it drains you of energy. It, it's like not the best use of your time. You're maybe doing it because you're going through the motions, etc. Is there anything that falls in that category that that really takes up like a good amount of time mm -hmm. out of your energy? As soon as you say that, it's the it's the 365 day video challenge that comes to mind for me. That it it is very draining for me in the sense that. I have to come up with a video and spend time and take time to do that every single day. Yet I also see that I'm developing skills within that as well. And I'm wondering if perhaps that energy could be utilized in just creating these weekly YouTube videos. The thing about it though, is those videos actually do go into YouTube shorts and the YouTube shorts do very well. It's really easy to get a YouTube short to just pop off on a, you know, several thousand views, which is great exposure. So it is a great practice in building the, exposure in that way. But that was like the first thing that came to mind. However, I, I did go through a little bit of a process of removing things in my life that didn't serve me. For instance, I was just coaching soccer this fall. And I absolutely loved it. I had, you know, an eight year old girls team and a five year old boys team. And it was so much fun. And but it was extremely draining. And it took up a lot of time. And I just know that I can't do that moving forward. My number one priority right now is grad school and finishing my master's program. And then next on that tier is, I, it, I think that the disconnect is what we're getting at right now that I'm feeling is this desire inside of me to do this course creation to create passive and sustainable income and connect the YouTube into that some way. Because I want to know, part of my inspiration for YouTube is knowing that creating these videos will, going through this effort will feed back to me at some point as well. And I haven't seen that reverberation quite yet, but just knowing that I create these videos and then perhaps could have these courses moving forward. So I really love the course model. It's such an amazing, such a cool thing. There's very little overhead and you can do very well, but I'm really diving into that right now. And I told you my dad and I, we created a course and it has done very well. And that's kind of, that also takes up a lot of time as well. So I just, once again, come back to this idea that I have like these different areas that I'm putting energy into and I'm wondering how I can sort of encompass it to to make it feel more so that they're more coherent that i'm able to fluidly sort of move through this as opposed to these rigid here's this here's this here's this kind of identity structures yeah just kind of piecing through all that how would you feel if you stopped the daily video challenge knowing uh, with the with the idea of like hey mm -hmm. i'm going to turn this into this weekly youtube video and really focus my efforts on that and apply mm -hmm. you know the growth mindset and the new experimentation and stuff to that like how does that feel the there's an aspect of that that feels as if I'm breaking a commitment, but there's also an aspect of relief in that as well. So it's an interesting sort of dynamic I'm playing with there. Which one would further your goals of being a YouTuber faster and, and also feel more joyful? Mm, which is really the, you know, the most important part, right? Yeah. If I, I do think it would be, focusing on the YouTube video and spending that time that I'm creating these daily videos, creating quality content on YouTube, I think is that feels more in alignment to me. And I think it takes a little bit pressure off of what I'm doing. And I think even the reframe of not needing to post a video every day, but doing it for fun, if it's something that that does call to me, right? And then just kind of biting the bullet and taking the, you know, there is that sense of lack of commitment. And just within my own value system, having integrity is important to me. So having that word that when I say something, I'm going to do it and follow through with it. There is that aspect. And Jared, there is also something deeper inside of me that just thinks like, 
maybe I don't need to do this forever, but if I can do the 365 days and just work that through, I just know, like, even in the, I'm on day 25 right now, and just in this short amount of time, the video skills that I learned, just with these, like, this quick little exercise, I do see how that feeds into YouTube. And so there is that deeper sense of understanding that there it is feeding me and I am receiving from that even though it doesn't quite seem like it sometimes and then there's also just like this this element of how do I connect this now to creating courses in leadership and does it even need to connect and or perhaps it's in that building of a following that in an audience that I can then gain the trust and then you know, if somebody wants to do a course in, in that aspect, I, I could see that working as well. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, totally. And yeah, I'm all for you sitting with the decision of whether you decide to continue with the daily video challenge or not in terms of... So, so here, I'm going to... Well, okay, I'm going to add my own spin on this in a second. My own my own perspective, yeah, my own yeah. experience. You can take for, mm-hmm. for what it is. With, with the course thing... You know, obviously courses can be a great business. I've made an online course and uh, I was really proud of it. It didn't make a ton of money, but it like got Mm -hmm. a ton of signups on Udemy. But I, it's uh, like, you can, in my opinion, you can always do that. And I think the, the overall thing, in my opinion, is that it doesn't have to directly connect like the audience. Like if you're making videos consistently and you're getting a good following, the, and there are all these loyal fans, like you might have heard of Kevin Kelly's 1,000 True Fans. And so it's like the concept is if you have 1,000 tr- True Fans, they're going to buy whatever you put out because they like you and they believe in you and they value what you have to say. So I I don't – I personally, based on everything I've learned, am in the camp of maybe the course is related to the YouTube stuff. Maybe it's tangential. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little bit unrelated. Like, for example, you might know the YouTuber Ali Abdal. I'm not familiar. He's pretty popular. He's got like one or two million followers and he makes a really good amount. I mean, he definitely makes seven figures a year and uh, like he has a very large following, but his courses are not wildly directly related. Like they're, they're kind of related or tangential, but they're not all exactly based on his YouTube content. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, like, I guess one follow-up question before I dive into, to my personal, you know, experience on this is like, do you genuinely enjoy working specifically with your solo course are you enjoying doing it or is it a source of frustration or like a oh i know i should do this because you know security and passive income like are you doing it for the joy of it i i love it so much i love i love it not necessarily because i think that it's a way for me to just make some money i love it because it's teaching me so much about business skills about YouTube and Facebook ads about running a business. It's teaching me so much more about understanding a focus audience and really looking from another person's perspective. Even if I make 10 courses and they all flop, I love the process of it because I really do think that I'm learning so much right now. I think that's a great answer. And I, I guess where it comes back to is obviously you love learning and all these skills are relevant. They're all valuable. They're not like frivolous things. And so I think that overall is an amazing mindset to have. I guess one question is, do you have to learn all the skills right now at this exact time together? Well, no, but it's really fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. But there, then there's the focus thing. So, so here's, here's what I'll share on my end and you can tell me if this yeah. resonates. So Hear it. Yeah. I, Hear it. So for a while, you know, I was trying all kinds of things. I considered myself what's called a generalist where I'm like a Swiss army knife. Like, oh yeah, I can do a bunch of things like pretty well. And I think that makes me unique. And what I realized is that a lot of that stuff, it was maybe like quick mental stimulation, but I wasn't genuinely enjoying it. It still felt like work. And when I was trying a bunch of different things at once, it didn't make me particularly memorable in my opinion. And it... It, my energy felt super scattered. Should I do this? Should I do that? And I had shiny object syndrome nonstop. And then, you know, I reached a point where I'm like, dude, nothing is freaking working. 
Like, why has nothing worked at this point? Like, I have put in so much effort and uh, doing all the right things, and I'm just getting zero traction. And uh, one day I was talking to my former roommate at the time, and I just kind of said, like, out loud, I'm like, dude, it'd be cool to have a talk show. Like, I don't know where that shit came from. It was, it just, like, poured out of my mouth by accident. And uh, so, yeah, like, I just kind of kept leaning into that. And then I also joked about being like, dude, what if I was like the next Oprah or some shit? <laughs> now, I don't want to mm-hmm. be like, I don't need to be Oprah famous or Oprah rich. I definitely don't want to be Oprah famous. Sign me up for being Oprah rich. But, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. That that sounds really fun. That sounds like like both those things. Like that would be something I would do for pursue just for the joy of it. Because previously it was all... It was, it was different than you. Like I was all focused on the external outcome of like, dude, I just want to make a bunch of money and have like security and then I can do whatever I want. So you're, you're totally ahead of me there in terms of you're already doing what you enjoy doing and you love learning it and the process and everything. But I think the main point I want to make in, in the context of our conversation that was helpful for me is like just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do something. So in the context of like, Hey, you know what? I'm pretty good at this, but I'm going to really go all in on like my superpowers only. And, and yeah, like, I don't know. That's just been really freeing for me where it's like, okay, there's a bunch of things I could do pretty well, but I'm not going to stick out there. But what, what do I like deep down believe I am really freaking good at and just do that. And so that's been a really great North star. And so a lot of times, you know, when I see shiny objects, I'm like, wait a second, deep down, I don't really give a shit about it. And if I am before starting new things, I, I like sit with the idea or like, just like, okay, I take mental note. And a lot of times for me, those like ideas just collapse or fade away. I'm like, wait, actually, I didn't care. I didn't care about them. My mind was just spinning with excitement. But then when they come back to me and they don't leave me alone, then I'm like, okay, actually, maybe there's something here. So that was kind of all over the place, but I hope that provided context in terms of like, I mostly get over shiny object syndrome because it does seem so, you know, I love software. I think software is so cool and there's so many cool software tools and I used to get so overwhelmed by them and, or all the different business models of, Oh, what about a course? What about this? What about that? You know, you get bombarded by these like business people on social media and YouTube and whatever. It's like, okay, fine. Those are ways to do the thing, whatever it is, or become successful, make money. But like the absolute, like what is the absolute best way for me personally? So d- does any of that resonate or help? Or is that just more along mm-hmm. the lines of what you already know? I, it, it, it's washing over me in terms of what I think you're getting at is just a sense of discernment. And it sounds like your process was something would come up and then you would allow it to be there, but you would let it fall away. And if it came up again, you would re-examine it and say, is this something that I'm supposed to be doing, right? Is that kind of what your process was? If it kept kind of like poking you, then it was like something to look into. Is that sort of what you're, you were getting at? Yes. I'm going to amend one thing you said, mm-hmm. where it was like, you said, oh, is this something I should be doing? And maybe we're thinking about should in a different way. I, my, it's whatever question works for you. For me, the question is like, do I actually really give a shit about this? Do I really, Mm. truly care? Mm. And for me, like that question makes it so easy to just say no, as opposed to like, oh, this could be good. This could make me successful. My mind could be interested because here's the thing about you is you're, you're an even more curious guy than me. So I'm assuming you're bombarded with all these like, oh man, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. Like I could learn this. I could see how this could be like useful, but like just hypothetically, do you like the question of like, hold on, let me pause. Like, okay, my mind like takes note of this. Let's see if it comes back or not, or if I actually don't truly care about it. So that's the amendment to to your that previous statement you said. Is there a discernment question that you identify with when you're you know, seeing all these like opportunities that could be cool and exciting and are fun to think about. I think that the question that hits me is so simple, which is, do I want to do it? Right. <laughs> yes. That, yes. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it, I overlook that, you know, I do, which is exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Like, do I want to do it based on like 
would I genuinely, truly enjoy this? Would this give me energy? Would this feed me? Or would this be another kind of uh, commitment, obligation, whatever? So maybe maybe that's the like framework for the, the daily video course. And, and also it's like, I also wonder, hey, could you apply that same level of craftsmanship mm-hmm. or constant learning, but it just, you don't have to post a video every day. So my thought on that is like, you know, irrespective of what you choose, like I respect mm-hmm. if you fall through on that dedication or whatever, like I respect people that do that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us get so bogged down in the energy of should of, or, oh, I made a commitment. Like I have to, you know, like as guys, dude, like we have a, mm-hmm. a lot of us have like a martyrdom complex or like a grind or like, you know, don't be a bitch, right? Whatever, whatever mm-hmm. bitch even means. And, you know, oh, integrity. It's like, well, hold on. Like we're allowed to renegotiate our agreements. And it's not, it's not like if you, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to put ideas. Mm-hmm. Like if you quit the video course, you're like, oh man, I quit the daily video course. I'm giving up or posting. I'm giving up on my dreams. It's like, no, actually I'm going to do the videos. I'm just going to change my approach. It like, I tried it. I get, and ultimately it was draining me and like, that's okay. Like, I think for, for me, one thing I've really noticed, I'm not saying this applies to you, but I'm saying this applies to me and or used to apply to me a lot more. And just a lot of people in general is we're so addicted to doing like, like it's kind of as opposed to like, we're so addicted to the doing that we aren't even doing things that we enjoy or we're not doing it effectively as effectively as we could just for the sake of saying that we did it. Mm-hmm. I think, so for example, I saw, I saw like on Twitter, there was, Hey, post 30 essays for 30 days or whatever. It's like, okay, like I understand if that's a valuable mental exercise, but that wouldn't work for me because I'm like, that just for me personally feels like, dude, I'm just doing as some kind of like egoic exercise to show people like I'm doing this thing. Look at how much of a grinder I am. So I want to be clear. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm Mm -hmm. saying when I committed to things like that, that was the energy I felt was like, oh, look at me. I'm like grinding, like, as opposed to, yeah, do I actually really care about Mm -hmm. this? Or in your case, Mm -hmm. do I really want this? So I don't know if that resonates, but I want to, to share that. No, it do, it does resonate to some aspect. And I do think that there is the aspect of the ego attaching itself in some way to this process as it does. And I'm also curious, though, then within that of the discipline of, like you mentioned, you saw how the essays would be a good writing exercise. So like having that end result of becoming a better writer, or in my case, becoming a better video editor, editor and creator, how then do you mix the do I want to do it and the discomfort of knowing something's good for you and having the discipline to go through and do it anyways right when you say knowing something's good for you what is like the deep energy behind that like what is the thought behind that oh this is good for me it's the way i like to look at this is through the lens of sort of jordan peterson's framework in which that one of the advantages that we as humans have is the ability to perceive a an idea of the future. And this may seem so basic in understanding, but essentially because of that, we're able to sacrifice our present moment for the future. We know that a winter is coming. I'm literally looking at, you know, snow falling outside of my window right now. We we have the ability to know that in the summer that in six months we're not going to have the ability to grow our crops. So we're going to make enough to get us through the winter. And so essentially what I'm getting at here is that I know something's good for me. What I mean by that is I know my future self would be happy that I did this. Okay. I understand. Could your future self also be happy as long as you committed to YouTube and getting better, whatever that is, like would your future self only be happy if you finish this out, the post, the general, hey, I know I'm getting better at YouTube and I know I'm posting consistently and I'm open to exploring the most effective way to do that. That mm-hmm. optimizes for me having fun and producing the best content and it's set and, and mm. getting getting better and better. So I think that when you ask that question, what really hits me is looking at a just a reframe because it's like, Jared, I love making videos. It's such a big part of 
I, I just, I love it so much. And then there is that aspect that you mentioned in that question earlier, like, what is it that's draining you? And the, the reason that it's draining me is the way that I'm looking at it and the way in which I'm going about it. And I think that if I reframe it in such a way that allows me to have more creative freedom in what I'm doing and not put myself under this, the gun of needing to have a niche and needing to stick to one topic and giving myself permission to play around and fail and to be in the space of not having that, that through that process, I'll, I'll have so much more enjoyment towards it because I do see myself in this, in this system of wanting to create something daily. I love this idea and it really is inspired by Seth Godin's The Practice which is essentially that he, you know, he writes a blog post every day and he doesn't write a blog post because he wants to. He doesn't write a blog post because somebody tells him to. He writes a blog post because it's tomorrow and he just, he does it. And it's just that, so I really, I really appreciate that looking at understanding, but I think that the freedom in that comes from me not needing to be underneath a specific lens or a specific niche, like allowing myself to just create whatever is available to me in that day. And perhaps that isn't always posting it directly to like in the Instagram reel format or the TikTok format, but allowing myself to post it in whatever format this is. And I, I know this may sound perhaps kind of bland or rather boring, but this to me is so, it's such a deep understanding that I need to grasp is really the teaching here is gentleness with myself and holding, holding grace for myself. And while I allow myself to fall and to learn to walk. And so that's, that's really what I'm receiving from this conversation is like we mentioned earlier, like giving myself permission to ease up a little better, giving myself permission to renegotiate my life with myself. And it's so interesting just how we can put ourselves under these holds of needing to do something, which is so, yeah, it's such a, just a dark energy. And it, so you've given me just the lens to examine myself and perhaps some of the habits and ways I'm going about things that could definitely be different. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that. And I, I love that reflection. And I want to be respectful of your time. So we'll wrap up soon. Don't worry, you've been very generous. The, the Before we move on a little bit, my next point, what you said was really interesting, where it was, I heard the word sacrifice, when you mm -hmm. were mentioning your thought, in, in terms of quoting him, and that quote tying to how you're approaching the specifically the daily videos mm. so it's like yeah if the, it, it's correlated to what you said where it's like if the underlying energy is sacrifice mm. of course that's not going to feel great like you're not going to enjoy that it's going to drain you so i think your your reframe is really cool where it's like what would just i you know i enjoy videos so much just what would i enjoy creating today and I and it's not going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be whatever an opportunity or a way to hone my skills. It, it's not like a, you know, hey, if you don't post today, you suck <laughs> or whatever. Whatever our mm -hmm. our minds say. Mm -hmm. So I love that realization. I I also want to, I'm I'm trying not to go down this rabbit hole too much, especially because I want to be respectful of time. But you know, I did pull up your human design chart. You know, I'm really big oh, on heck that. Heck yeah. And uh, so I, I I have a question for you is. Would you be open to the idea of maybe you don't have a fixed identity, like you're malleable to whatever you want to be? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Has that, like, do you operate in that way already? Or did you feel like, like how, tell me more about that. Yes, I've, I have operated in that way. I, I recognize inside of myself, I think ever since uh, I've been younger, I went through a Navajo Native American puberty boy to man sweat. And I really understand the idea of rites of passage. But through that process, it's really given me the lens to look through of understanding that identities can die and shift and move around and they're not fixed in place. And I wouldn't consider myself, quote unquote, Buddhist, but I really do greatly appreciate the philosophy of understanding and that the identity doesn't exist and that it is not fixed and that it is fluid and it's constantly morphing and moving. And I don't think that there is a fixed identity. I do think that that's an illusion. So I love that. And so tying it back to what you were saying before about the, 
like niche stuff and I need to like remember earlier in the conversation you were saying like I need to fit in this certain role. Like do you remember that? Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And and so and then now you're and now you're like, wait, but I already know that I don't have to be a fixed identity. So I'm just like noticing the the incongruency there. The neurosis. <laughs> it's like too conflicting. <laughs> all, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we all do it. So it, it again it ties back to I think the grace of like what you said where it's like, hold on, actually I've been trying to fit myself into a box and I already don't believe like I am beholden to that box because I don't have this very malleable identity. So, and that gives you the power. Like I, I have a very fixed identity. So like that gives you the power to be whatever you want, whenever you want. And of course that I'm sure is really joyful for your curiosity because you love learning about all these different types of things, et cetera. And then the the other thing I wanted to touch on before we get going here is on this note of like, do you know what your superpowers are? If you had That's to a good question, I would think my number one superpower is the ability to transform my suffering and discomfort the ability to sit with it that's i think to me is my biggest superpower okay no that's a great one so just looking at your chart and you can tell me if this is validating like you have these different what are called channels and those are potentials for great gifts or superpowers if if they're used in the in the in the positive aspect every there's a positive and a detriment to each one but like one of them is that you have this innate ability for like talent for getting really good at something. So usually that's music in this case, but it sounds like in this case, it's video. So you're like already, according to this, you're like wired to perfect a skill such as video, something like talent based. And then another one is like your ability to really connect with people and break down their sort of energetic walls. Another one is specifically like, what a like being able to see what a relationship or connection needs which i think is really fascinating based on everything i know about you with learning to become a family therapist becoming a a reverend you know like that already plays into that superpower you have and i think that's really fascinating and then another one actually that you have is piecing together all these different disparate puzzles into almost like a cohesive story which i think again benefits your video thing of being able to see the whole picture as well as frame by frame like this it's 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 a metaphorical skill but i think it applies to video i imagine so and in terms of what your soul's purpose says in this whether you want to follow it or not it's essentially along the lines of like you're in a give me one second let me look at my notes here it's you're in a position to clarify many concerns for people particularly involving their intimacy and sex life issues you often recognize the qualities in other people that make them good matches. Like that's one excerpt I pulled. Does that resonate? Does any of that resonate what I just said? You know, it it does resonate. And I think that, I mean, a huge part of why I want to dive into marriage and family therapy is to become a couples therapist. I'm absolutely fascinated by relationships and how they work. And also, yeah, just in terms of talent and skill and in, in that the human design piece, I've started to, I love how you framed the ability to see the whole picture and then the moment by moment because, and it's allowed me to understand. So the course that we're doing, my dad and I, most of these people who are diving into this course are, they're lost, right? And, or they feel lost. They're not actually lost. It's just the illusion, but that's exactly the space that I'm in right now. And so I see how that gives me an understanding. And I also see how what we were talking about earlier, like trying to be on the finished side of that isn't going to help them relate. Like talking about how right now I'm lost and being able to articulate that into video format and then tell that story then allows for the, the ability to see that transformation and that journey to then you know, be able to connect with somebody who is in those stages of feeling lost and feeling like they're in the nadir or the deepest, darkest place of themselves and being able to come out of that with a gift or a talent or that elixir. And then, so I do see now how things are kind of starting to come together a little bit and how they relate. 
I think like what you said, where it's a matter of discernment, but also it's a matter of like, it's okay to not have it figured out right now. And maybe in fact, like what we talked about earlier is like, maybe it would be really compelling merely just to document as I'm going through it. And that in and of itself will be the most valuable content and get me the most traction too. That could like, yeah, followers give you the optionality in case you want to monetize that audience. So yeah, and I guess I'm going to end with one final question. You said you're lost. Do you do you really believe you're lost? I believe I'm not seeing the full picture. I think that I'm I'm in a very narrowly focused place. And I think that I am under the illusion of feeling lost. However, I also carry within me the understanding that feeling lost is a part of the path, which is a strange little paradox, mm. but that's kind of how I sit with that and what I'm with at the moment. Okay. So just as a reflection, and then we'll, we'll close out is like, I, you seem quite clear on a lot of things. Like you don't actually seem lost to me. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just a matter of, okay, like, again, what's my exact niche? Like what exactly I, I like, I know I want to make videos. I have tangential ideas of what I want to make, but I haven't like found my exact stride, but like you said, it's part of the path. So yeah, I don't know. You don't, you, you seem quite clear to me. I just imagine it's just discomfort around like, all right, I've been doing this shit a while. Like I'm ready to find my mm -hmm. exact, exact focus. But yeah, any, that's really what I have to say. Any like final last thoughts or, or takeaways or valuable insights or action items, whatever, if there's anything you wanted to share, you know, feel mm -hmm. free to do so. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not needed, but if you wanted to. Yeah, I think uh, just off of that, thank you for that reframe once again of putting myself back in the perspective of, of the lightness of the situation. My brain is, it loves to go to the existential ends of everything that, oh, if I can't figure this out, it's the end of the world. And it just jumps straight to those very dire conclusion. So thank you for bringing it back and reminding me that it's like, it, everything's okay. And it really isn't a, that big of a deal. It, it can be so easy to get lost in that. But so I appreciate that reframe. So thank you, Jared. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jared Gold Show. Visit thejaredgoldshow.com to browse all episodes and show notes, as well as to submit feedback or ideas. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends or take 30 seconds to leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash G-O-L-D. Every review is a huge help to us and much appreciated. See you next time.